Hello, this is Yersa. You're listening to The Utter. Happy Tuesday and thank you for listening. So one of the things I love about this space that my two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, is it? My two-and-a-little-bit-year-old two baby <laughs> is that I have now created a space where I can try out a lot of my new writing and because of that, the Utter is a place where most of my new poetry is born or imagined or, you know, it's a first draft place. Sometimes it's my final draft, but it's the place that I can try things out. And there's a lot of poetry here. So this morning I wanted to read some of the poems that are speaking to me at the moment and some of the poems that are on my heart and I think I'm going to start with one that I wrote when I was filming last year in Ireland and I'd just been on this walk and on this walk I started thinking about all of the things we remember and all of the things we forget and continue to remember and forget and yeah this is the first one how to miss your life even as it's happening. It doesn't take much to miss your life. The birds were singing, but we didn't notice. The sun lined the clouds with a certain amber magic. The mountain touched the sky as bloody usual. The light was perfect, as it often is. The day was bordered with exceptional godwork. All we did was walk underneath it, living amongst these quotidian miracles, one-upping each other and planning lunch. We should be grateful, you suddenly told me, taking stones from your shoe and looking around. We walked until we could walk no more, counting our steps and thinking of death. It's always likely. There's so much poison. There's so much world stuff taking us down. All the stress and disaster thinking. All the hair dye and carbon monoxide. All the anger and horrible letdowns. All the grey time we spend on our phones. I'm very grateful, I said through the wind, feeling sweat on my neck and thinking of you. We are so close, so terribly alive, so held by each other, so misunderstood. There's so much to handle, too much to save. We try not to strangle the thing that we made. We meet love every day and it's thrilling and tough and it's work and it's long and we can't get enough. You live a heaven you're destined to leave. I climb the mountain, ready to weep. In line with that, the next poem I'm going to read is... I know what works, but that's not the point. Actually, I don't think this is a poem. I think this is just 
I don't know, a series of sentences. Anyway, here we are. I know what works, but that's not the point. I know what works for me. I know that deep breathing works. I know that old summer, young autumn works. I know that the dimmer, longer mornings work, where I can rise even slower, like a charm, a dark jewel. I know that waking up before 5.45 and walking toward the brilliant peach gold sunrise works. Each day, it feels like falling in love. I know that movement works, stretching, gliding, dancing in sync with the leaves falling, fallen. I know that prayer works and the moon never stops her beautiful works. And another thing that works is the deep swell of gratitude I have for every part of me. Even the heat behind my eyes, even the pain I haven't yet found, even the dull sleeping fear. I know that active appreciation works. So does making the first move. So does showing your hand. When you know how to ask for what you want, the world falls open. Knowing these things, though, is not the fix. Knowing these things is barely enough. So often they are lost to me. And whenever I rediscover them, I greet them with the passion of the very first time, wondering how they ever got out of my hands. I hold them to the sun saying, welcome back, I needed you. What if life is less about remedy and answers and solving things for good and more about coming and going, losing lots and finding more, getting stuck and getting free and going back to the start with stronger clues, with all the new information. And in line with that, I'm going to read 11.11. I think we're onto a theme here. 11.11. Things are changing. The air is warming. There is a wash on the city in the key of new sun. There is a blue tint on the building or a red tint in the sky. It depends where you are looking and why and why. The season is turning. Your cadence is shifting, shifting. Everything is worse or improving. Everything is frightening or exciting. Everybody's truth has an outline. Your truth, a catalogue of soft facts, is moving. To what do you go on returning? Who do you love? How's that working out for you? What do you treasure from your youth? What can you just not get over? What is this body of work or work of the body waiting on your gentle attention? How do you know when it's over though? You do. You stop. You go when you can no longer stay. You see something new and you want it instead or you want yourself instead. Yes, you choose yourself. 
You slow down and the world does not stop. You wear a different colour. You laugh at something unexpected. You say, oh, there I am again. I think I'm going to end with there are enough terrible things. Again, something I wrote on the utter a while ago. I don't remember the date, but it was... God, it might have been... Two, was it a year or two years ago? I don't know. Anyway, there are enough terrible things. Likely, there are enough terrible thoughts inside us to dim the sky. You should have known from the beginning, you say. But who knows at the beginning? You should have noticed the signs, you say. But you have to know what to look for before you know what you're looking at. You could trip up for years on the things that have happened. You could step back in time and get lost in the dark. When the wind travels from the east-west, do not think of the things you should have said differently. When the wind is moving from the north-south, do not worry about all you should have done instead. You should have never let it happen. You should have spent more time with them when they were alive. You should have asked everyone more questions. You should have done bigger things by now. You should have been more in love with yourself. You should have believed yourself when you thought you knew something. You should have remembered that you too matter. You should not have lied about it. You should have let them know that you knew that they were lying. You should not have been in that place at that time doing those things. You should have said that you were scared. But who admits when they are scared? And furthermore, who can locate their fear anymore? Shame is making everything hard to see. Mostly, it sits in silence, bearing angry children. There are enough doubts inside us all to turn the water bad, to have us up all night questioning our own lives. To be brilliant and not to realise it is catastrophic. We shut off the brilliance every single day. We turn down the lights to cut the cost. We shrink ourselves to fit what we have seen, what we have known. And this is the only terrible thing. See, now I've started, I can't stop. I think I'm due an online poetry event. And yeah, I'm going to do that. If you would be into that, let me know. I'm going to do... I'm going to do two more writings. I don't even know whether to... I don't think I call the next one a poem, but it can be if you want it to be. And this is something I wrote, I think, around two years ago on the Utter. And it is called Hacks for Everyday Magic. Honour the body by telling the truth in as many small ways as you can tell it. Some truths are dark and interesting. Some are quiet and intricate. Sometimes you're just about ready to be tripped up. Sometimes it's just the right time for a knockout. 
Some of us need to be shocked into movement. Some of us need to sweat now so we might be able to shine later. Some of us need to frighten away those lingering, unnecessary beliefs. Honour the self by telling the truth in as many new ways as you can tell it. Honour your spirit and yourself by refusing to go against your spirit and yourself. Listen to the clues in the body. Learn how to notice them immediately. Try to make your decisions accordingly. Pay deep attention to your heart. For goodness sake, find even more of the things you love and hold tight onto them. Do not give up your dreams in favour of what you think you could settle for. Honour your loves by nurturing them. Honour your life by creating. When creation abounds, doubt leaves the room. If only for a few precious seconds. When we are moved to design, to build, to fashion something new with our hands, we step into our power. When we are moved to create, we take ultimate personal control. Creation is informative and your art is a portal into several dazzling experiences. Do what brings you the most raw joy and do not be timid about it. Do not apologise for your hidden divine. Do not cover those looming, frightening proportions. Stop losing things so dear to you for other people's comfort. The last one I'm going to read. I, I can't I can't leave now. <laughs> the last one I'm going to read is called The Grime is Full of Nutrients. And I've read this a couple of times, but for some reason, something is telling me to read this and to end with this. So that's what I'm going to do. Every frightening thing, every cruel thing, Everything that I thought made me less than. Everything that I was too scared to talk about. Everything I thought would alienate me from my fellow human. All that I tried. All that I feared was weathering me on the inside. The dissonant blue notes of the soul and the things I dread. Make me a softer human. A stronger human more dynamic in love, an urgent artist. Every frightening thing, every cruel thing, everything that you fear makes you less than, all you shudder to bring about in thought, the missteps, the black cycles, the humiliations, Everything that you think could alienate you from your fellow human, from the world in general. Everything that could, should have broken you up into pieces has already increased your capacity in another venue. Whether or not you have found it. Sometimes I consider the purpose of shame. I think of shame as an intelligent mechanism for keeping us good and quiet trapped precisely where we are, where we have been. 
Will we beat ourselves up over yesterday's circumstances? Will we allow others to do the same? Will we continue doing it to each other? Will we call ourselves the things we were calling ourselves last year, even when they are no longer true? Usually, words make things easier. I'm a convert. It helps to have a thing to call yourself, a drum to beat, a scripture of sorts. And what is true of language is that it must evolve. Be sure that the world you built with your words is large enough. Test it. See if you fit. If the definition needs expanding, now is the time. You're changing shape. I can't stop giving thanks for all I thought might kill me. I'm deadly serious. Every day, I find new bones. Strangely enough, they're all mine. They were old forms, necessary forms, essential bodies. Every month I find a new swell of truth. How can this be? Are we endless? Is this one of the twisting mysteries of life? Thank you for listening, everyone. And more soon.